Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the show today. I am Heidi Mortensen, your host, and today I'm really excited. I have Tina Jaliva here with me. Say hello, Tina. Hi, how are you? Tina has a ministry called Flawed and Free. She has a podcast. It's amazing. You need to check it out. And she also has a really awesome website where she does deliverance and healing. She has an academy. There's a lot of things that she has going on. There's a lot of services that she offers. And so we'll make sure that we give her website so you can get a hold of her. But I'm just really excited to see what the Lord is going to do today and just a lot of the wisdom that Tina has and she's going to answer a lot of questions that I think some of you have. So Tina, why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself a little bit and also share how you're even in deliverance and how you got to be doing this work right now. Oh my gosh. Yes. Definitely set apart, called and chosen because it was not on my radar things to do, nor prior life, nor in the present, but I love it. I adore it. I'm glad it was actually what I'm called to do. I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. I have a great desire and heart for God and for his people and very passionate about the purpose that God has given me to fulfill in the earth. Deliverance came to me. It found me in Jesus name and it found me as I found him and my identity in him. And so that's how I found deliverance and how deliverance found me. As I began to seek the father for my purpose beyond myself for many years, for over 20, I think I'm counting 23 years now, where I've been a medical provider, a registered nurse for 20 plus years, and a family nurse practitioner for seven years, seven of those 20 years, 20 plus. I'm losing track now. It's been a while. I think I became an RN when I was probably telling my age now, 22, 23, roughly that time. I was a trauma nurse, (laughs) right? I thought it was me, but yeah, I was a trauma nurse for many years and enjoyed my life as a nurse and even as a medical provider, as a practitioner. I have always been a nurturer at heart and a healer at heart, considering the profession that I chose. And now God has allowed me to take my natural education and years of expertise in the natural realm and merge that with the spiritual wisdom and revelation that the Holy Spirit has given me in this ministry of deliverance. So I partner them together in deliverance and man, oh man, I have learned so much. So that's how I got into deliverance. Yeah. So some of what I think some of my listeners and even just people who aren't even listening, but just they hear about deliverance and it kind of freaks them out. Mm -hmm. Can you help identify it and normalize it a little bit? So it's not so scary and 
Just give us a little bit of Deliverance 101. Sure. Deliverance is, there's no greater love than to be set free from bondage. The Lord's ministry, the gospel of Jesus was deliverance, was healing, was the setting free of the saints. You know, deliverance is the children's bread. And so it was for the believer. It was for the believer. And so what we have seen is the power of God being demonstrated and exposed and the enemy being exposed for who he is, which is a lesser being a lesser power. So whenever we see the supernatural power and the spirit of the Lord come forth and set someone free from a demonic oppression and power, it speaks to not only the sonship, who we are and who we belong to, but it also speaks to the power that God has over demonic power. Lots of times we go through spiritual attacks and oppression over the years, and we normalize it as being something that we're always live with something we'll always have because we've come comfortable with these demonic spirits, things that we believe are a part of our personality because the enemy has infiltrated a space and he has made you comfortable to say, well, I get angry. I go from zero to a hundred, you know, because people get in my way and if people wouldn't trigger me, then I wouldn't do these things. Not understanding that this is not who you were created to be. And it's a counterfeit and or perverted version of what God's original and intended version is. So what deliverance does is it helps you to be set free from these demonic powers and oppressive spirits that have hidden themselves in your personality and have gotten you to believe that you are something that you are not. It's truly a ministry of love. If you think about a trapped animal in a cage, or you think of, I'm going to give an example. You're walking down the road and you're having a good day. And there's a trap in the road that you don't see. And you get snapped into this trap and you want to get out, but you don't know how to get out. And someone comes along and they literally release you from this trap and you're now free. And so God has secured our freedom and our salvation on Calvary, on the cross. A lot of us are holding on to baggage and bondage that does not belong to us because John 8 and 36 clearly states that for whom the son is set free is truly free indeed. So he has already come in and paid the price by shedding of his blood through the death, the burial, the resurrection, and the ascension. We don't want to forget that not only did he raise up from the grave that he has now ascended, meaning he is in the heavenly realm, seated at the right hand of the heavenly father. And so he has now secured our seats as a part of the kingdom partnership, as a part of the royal priesthood. We now have dominion, power, and authority that God has given unto us. So when he snatched the keys from Satan after he was resurrected from the grave, he went went down into the pits of hell and he took him back and he gave back and he reconciled us back to God. So it is the deliverance that Jesus did for us on the cross. He stood in the gap to deliver us from eternal damnation in hell. And that is what we are doing in the earth as deliverance ministers and as believers of Christ. We are delivering people out of the pits of hell, out of the bondage and the oppression of Satan because they are there illegally. They should not be there. 
there because we belong to Christ Jesus. And so what people see are demonic manifestations. But if you can recall, a demon is a fallen angel. So you have faithful angels, which are still present and very much accounted for. For the word of God says they are innumerable, meaning there's no count for them. What we know is when Lucifer was kicked out of Satan, was kicked out of the realm of the heavenlies for his disobedience and his rebellion against God, he took a third of the angels with him. So he was able to deceive a third of the angels and they were kicked out with Lucifer now as we know Satan. What we also know is if he has a third, that means there's two thirds that are remaining and those faithful angels carry power the Lord Jesus Christ, he has all power. He is, he's, the angels are created. Mm. So the very demons we're afraid of, the very demons we're afraid of, they're already beneath us. Mm. They're already because of their position as they were kicked out of heaven. So they're called demons now, but they're fallen angels. Mm. And so we're seated in heaven with Christ Jesus. They're already beneath our feet. We should never be scared of a dark power, a dark cloud or anything, because what we don't know is our authority. We don't know our power and we don't know our position because we don't understand that we've been giving authority above demonic powers. We're afraid. We're like, oh my God, I see. Oh my God, there's something in here. But they know the power that you have and they're counting on the fact that you don't know. So that's what deliverance does. It's really a ministry of love. It's really a loving ministry because it proves who we are in Christ. And it also proves who they are and they're already defeated in Jesus name. Could you talk about what a deliverance session looks like? If you're able to maybe share the quick testimony of someone that has been set free, what they looked like before, and then what that deliverance looked like, what the Lord did for them afterwards. Sure. I have lots of stories. So let me think. I have a couple of favorites. One, I don't know if it's favorites because they're all my favorite because they are all set free. Many people come broken. A lot of people come confused, very much confused, not understanding if they're hearing the voice of God, experiencing sleep paralysis and spiritual attacks. And there are a lot of people that are attacked that are prophetic of different things. And so they can actually see them in their home and their bed and their house. And there are people that are being attacked in their sleep and they're waking up with visible markings and all type of really traumatic things are happening in the spirit realm. A typical deliverance session here is rather in depth. And so our, we don't do what I call drive-through deliverance. And the reason why we don't do drive-through deliverance at Flawed and Free is because um, getting free is great, but staying free is more important. We focus on the discipleship and we focus on assisting people with that spiritual discipline and maturity that is needed so that they can not only close those doors, but not position themselves to reopen them. Because Matthew 12, 43 through 45 tells us what happens very clearly through paraphrasing. I'll reiterate where it says where the unclean spirit, it leaves and it comes back and the house is left and it's swept clean. But is void, meaning the Holy Spirit is not present. And therefore it says, I want to go back to that house in which I left. So I'm going to come back. 
And I'm going to bring seven more wicked than when I left. And so what happens is people get desperate for deliverance because they want a temporary resolution and a resolve to what's happening or not happening in their life. Their posture in getting deliverance is, I want my business to thrive. I want to be successful. My family, this is happening. But I don't want to do the work in Christ. I don't want to fast. I don't want to crucify my flesh in this process. Here at this ministry, we take you through a tiered process. <laughs> Keep going. I can hear you. We voice. take you through a tiered process. And in this tiered process, it is three parts. So it's completely indicative of whether you are a general applicant, a leader or a powerhouse. Either way, <laughs> let's see if it allow me. Either way, whichever area that you fall, there will be a level of fasting that is needed. You must fast in order to be prepared and or ready for deliverance. Question, could they fast just one thing? Could they fast coffee or could they fast carbs or they need to full on fast and just drink liquids? It's a full on fast because of the tier process. We have people in different levels, depending on what the Holy Spirit reveals. If you're a leader. So we do a system like ministers and people with getting deliverance, people that have high, high, high mental and callings and authority in the spirit usually have high ranking devils to go with that because of the assignment on their life. The fast is actually 6 a.m., 6 p.m. water only. And then when you break your fast at 6 p.m., then you're able to eat a Daniel fast type meal. So it's a Daniel fast meal. So it's really probably the only meal you're getting out of the day. It's the only meal that you're getting. But we have people that are in the powerhouse session and they are doing this for 21 days. And the other seven dayers and the 14 dayers, they follow the same process. But it's a journaling process that goes with the food because we do a lot of back-end warfare and strategy. And we're very targeted with the enemy and preparing the person for deliverance. There's a daily journal that people must complete in this process. And in this process, we are helping them with those sins and those struggles, and we're binding them in prayer. And so we're co-laboring my team in Flawed and Free. We partner with you and we get your journal every day. And then we go before the Lord, all of us with your journals daily. And then we go and we start the strategy that's behind the scenes. And we arrest these spirits because people find that when they go into fasting, there's a lot of warfare that comes and it's because you're in the spiritual realm. And so when you start messing around, they're like, oh, right. She's here. And because they have legal authority in areas of your bloodline and in your generational bloodline, they will use those authorities until they are delivered and cast out. We go through a process. We even start to get restraining orders and things out of the courtrooms of heaven Mm -hmm. to help people with the warfare and the attacks that they begin to go through over their fasting process. We partner with you in prayer as co-labor in the realm of the spirit. And we do this all the way through your fasting until you get to the courts of heaven. When you get into the courts of heaven, we actually go and we break the legal rights. What people come with a lot of individual concerns, but most of what people deal with is in their family. So you've prayed and you fasted your whole life, but there's a barrier that you can't get past. And it has nothing to do with your personal walk. It has 
has everything to do with the sins of your ancestors than the iniquity of your bloodline, which is unrepented sin. And so you must go before the father and stand in the gap and ask for forgiveness and repentance and renunciation. And then you're fasting and then the Holy Spirit and all of these demons, they come into the courtrooms of heaven and they speak and they have to be honest before God. God is the righteous judge and he sits on the throne. Jesus Christ is our chief intercessor. So he operates as our lawyer in the courtroom and the Holy Spirit is also present. And so all of these demons come and they tell us how they got in, when they got in, why they're there and all of the legal rights they've had. And they tell us what they've done to the people. They're telling God, they're telling him because they're in the courtrooms of heaven and they're telling him what they've done. We are empowered in this deliverance ministry with the entrance, the access, who's involved, how they got there. And then we develop the warfare strategy and prayer to get them fully delivered from these ancient ancestral demonic powers. And they have thrones and principalities are high ranking and authoritative. And so in deliverance, People get delivered from lower ranking demons. So when you just pull up and you get some, you get delivered from depression, you get delivered from anxiety, right? They're lower ranking, but there is a prince demon. There is a king and they have a hierarchy. And if you don't overthrow the principality, if you do not overthrow the prince and the king demons, they just regroup and they, they formulate a new army. We find yourself thinking you received deliverance and you're in further bondage than you were in before. So you got to get those demonic heads in deliverance. At least that's what we are partnered to do. So we go into your bloodline up to 5 million generations. Wow. For someone who's listening, that's like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> They've never even fasted before. Cause I know that there's some people that I don't want to say lukewarm, but that's kind of where I think some people that their hunger is developing. The Lord is developing their hunger and they are getting closer and closer into the heart of the father. He's drawing them into intimacy. Like you said, deliverance is really a love connection and they're drawing them into what would you say to somebody who's they're listening and they're like, oh my gosh, does that mean I have all these demons and I don't know about that? What would you say about somebody who's hearing that and has never fasted before? And even just the topic of deliverance is new. What would you say to them to help? Okay. What could they get and what could they do? First of all, I would definitely focus on being God conscious and not demon conscious. And the problem with many of us, whether we are seasoned saints or we are new believers on milk or on meat mm -hmm. um, in the word of God, the focus is always Christ Jesus, because that's where the power of God is. Yeah. Jesus Christ is our deliverer and the Holy Spirit is responsible for giving and releasing this information if you ask him to help you with those things that are unknown to you, you're unaware and ignorant of. The word of God says that we perish for lack of knowledge. And so demonic strongholds love to stay, and you will know this in the mental health field, in areas of trauma and secrecy, because if they can remain hidden and they can remain guised as an angel of light or disguised, and you don't know the root and you don't know the source of where the pain is or the trauma 
trauma is, then you're only dealing with the surface. You're not dealing with the substance of a thing. And so the Holy Spirit's job is to identify and to reveal the root. When you reveal the root of a thing, you can then uproot it. And when you uproot it, then it can't bear any more fruit. So what's happening is as a believer, as a new believer on your journey, there's so much that you are learning and even unlearning. If you've been grown up in a religious or denomination that maybe did not teach the Holy Spirit. And so your focus, no matter where you are in coming to know Christ is always him because he intervenes, he intercedes, he stands in the gap to help deliver you in these areas in which you are ignorant, unaware, and unknowing. When you get to a point where you feel like I may need a little help, you continue to go to the Holy Spirit, but he has placed people like my ministry and others go to a credible minister because everybody's not credible, but go to a place as the Holy Spirit leads you for those people that have an area of knowledge or a mantle and an anointing in this area. And they are able to help you to partner with you to bring down these demonic strongholds. That's so good. I feel like earlier you talked about somebody who wants to get deliverance just to feel good and all they want it for their business. And I feel like that's where I think some people, even in counseling, they've kind of a counseling just because they want their spouse to shut up. There isn't a real deep heart motivation that's from the Lord. I really like how you're saying that we need to be God focused instead of the problem focused or the sin focused or the issue focused. And I think a lot of times That's not what we do and our mindset isn't that. So even before people getting into deep deliverance and being able to dive into that, just really starting with focusing on the Lord and simply he can free us from some things that we don't even need to be bound from. Amen. You have so much wisdom. It is such an honor to have you on. There's so many questions that I have. I think people (laughs) want to know about what is the familial and what is the generational curses and what's the courts of heaven. So I'd love to have you back on to do, if you're open to do, you know, more about some of these specific things in the spirit that I think some of us just don't even understand. And you have such an anointing to bring freedom to those who are captive. And I would love it if you could pray for our listeners um, as we show, and then I'll talk about where they can find your information. Sure. Glory be to God. Father God, we thank you. Father God, I just ask right now, Father, that you will cover all of these listeners, Father. Anyone that will listen and come on, Father, I just ask that you will help them, Father, to see you, Father, to see you and only you. Father, anything that is coming against their life, Father, anything, Father, that is causing distraction or delays, Father, anything, Father, that has hindered or blocked their plans and the purposes of God for their life, Father, I pray, oh God, that you will release your will, Father, that you will reveal to them those things that are hidden and none unknown to them, Father, this day. Father, we just ask, Father, that you will forgive us, Father, We that you will forgive us, Father, where we have fallen short of the glory of God. Father, we just ask, Father, with pure humility before you, Father, as we lay in our faces at the feet of the Father right now in Jesus' name. Father, humble us, oh God. Father, we ask that you will remove and bind the spirit of pride upon our hearts, Father, that you will help us, Father, to see ourselves in you and not us in our own selves, Father, that we will not be lovers of ourselves, but Father, that we will seek you. We will seek the source, Father, for all things, whether it be something that we understand or know, Father, that you will release your peace 
please, Father, even in the areas in where we were, we are weak at misunderstanding. Father, I just ask that you will lose your peace upon your daughters, upon your sons right now that are listening. Father, that you will help them, Father, to come to know you, to grow in you, to partner with you. Father, to ask, Father, for your help and your assistance in all things, not some things, but all things this day. So, Father, I just ask and I thank you in advance for your Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for we can do nothing apart from you, apart from the Holy Spirit. So we just invite the Holy Spirit in our lives as we yield and we give way to him, as we allow him to expose, to remove, and to reveal those things that we need to heal in Jesus' name. So I thank you in advance for what you were doing this day, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. (laughs) You are very, very powerful. Thank you so much, Tina. You're welcome. You're welcome. Let the listeners know how they can find out more about you, how they can listen to your podcast and even take some of your classes that you have. Yes, ma'am. Yes, you can find me at theflawedandfree.com. Theflawedandfree. That's T-H-E-F-L-A-W-E-D and free.com. You can also find me on all social media platforms. I'm on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook as either Flawed and Free or The Flawed and Free. I do have a Spiritual Warfare Academy. And in the Spiritual Warfare Academy, I teach all things spiritual warfare, deliverance, the courts of heaven. I also teach prayer and strategic prayer and how to be effective in prayer. I hold courses usually on a semester basis. We have already opened up this semester. It started March the 1st and it will go through May and then we will be continuing our courses from there. So make sure you sign up for the email list for the next session that we will be opening for our Freedom Fighter Academy. Um, I also mentor and assist people in that time in the academy as well. And it's called FFMA, Freedom Fighter Mentorship Academy. So thank you. It was an honor to serve your audience and to be invited here today. Thank you so very much. I would love to link and connect with you as the Lord leads in Jesus name. Yeah, that sounds great. The information for Tina's ministry will actually be on the notes. So in the podcast, you'll be able to check on that and follow her. So thanks so much and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.